0: Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 5, The Doctor. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the enchanted forest of the present, Emma and Snow return to camp only to discover that Cora has killed everyone except a sole survivor. They quickly deduce that he's lying, and like the pirate he is, Hook switches sides and agrees to help them. In the enchanted forest of the past... Regina continues her training with Rumpel and finally reveals her motivation for studying magic, bringing Daniel back from the dead. Rumpel tells her it's impossible, but Jefferson leads her to a wizard, Dr. Frankenstein, who can help. It turns out this was Rumpel's plan all along, and when resurrecting Daniel doesn't work, Regina becomes the evil queen he needs. In Storybrooke, Dr. Whale succeeds at bringing Daniel back. But Regina loses him all over again when she discovers that he's not really Daniel, but a
1: monster.
0: Roger, what'd you think of this episode?
1: I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> ringing endorsement. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I, I think it was—it was a lot going on. Like I had a lot of notes, and I feel like there were just a lot of things being presented. It—I would say it's a above-average episode. That's kind of the way I would rate this one. You?
0: Yeah, I would say about the same. I really liked. I thought pulling in a Dr. Frankenstein was a really good idea and interesting. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was pretty surprised. And I think it's a turning point for Regina. She really wants to change and struggles not to use magic in this episode. And has to face her past in a very painful way. Yes, quite literally must face her past. And it's very painful and emotional. But I think it also gives her closure, which is helpful.
1: So you're saying killing someone can give you closure?
0: He was already dead. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) He also says love again, which is sort of, I think.
1: Move on for me. Yes. I'm just pointing out that the last time I suggested someone might have gotten closure from killing their former lover, you scoffed at that as if it was ridiculous.
0: Well, this wasn't revenge.
1: Meh. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should start with Regina. I feel like this is kind of a very Regina and Whale-centric episode. Yeah, I would agree with that. um, I like that Regina is still the evil queen in the sense of, much like with Jefferson, where she doesn't really care to honor their deals often. Her first statement about Whale is, I don't care about Whale and his brother. Mm. She still has the very selfish, I need what I want and everybody else can go kick rocks. Which is like... That's logical, right? She still should be the evil queen, the Madame mayor. Like, she shouldn't be this all of a sudden, you know, perfect of you know, character. But it's also, I think her going to Archie for therapy is shocking.
0: Oh, agreed.
1: Because she's always been a, it's everybody else's fault. It's everybody else's fault. And for the first time, it sounds like she's like, maybe some of this was my fault. <laughs>
0: Maybe I need to work through something. Am
1: I the problem? I feel like she had like that conversation in her head.
0: It's also interesting how they present her use of magic in terms of like an addiction. Uh, like yeah, it's it's yeah. it's been two days since I've used magic. Uh, I used magic yesterday, and I I think for her it maybe is, and she has to figure out how to work through that. Similar, to, I mean, similar to Rumple who. Is addicted to power.
1: So I made a point, And I want to talk about this. So sure. Rumpel uses the phrase magic is power. This is the Regina that we see when she doesn't have power. And she gets trampled all over. She is a pawn. She gets used by people. Very similar to how Rumple was basically trampled all over. And used and abused by people.
0: It's also interesting that she doesn't even know how to use power that she actually has as the queen, because Jefferson, the only thing Jefferson wants out of the situation is a royal passport, and she says, "Well, how would you get that?"
1: And he's like, well, you're, you're, you're the, the queen,
0: queen, aren't you?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, I am the queen. It never occurred to her, which actually isn't that surprising when you think about her life. Like her mother sort of made her do everything, and then she was made to marry the king. And it sort of never occurred to her that she might be able to take some power in that situation until she becomes the evil queen and then murders the king. You know, that.
1: Until she figures that part out? Yeah. So my whole point on this is that you found it utterly ridiculous that Rumple would wish for magic back at the end of season one. And we now have a second example of people who without magic basically get treated like crap. Explain to me how you really don't understand the value of magic and power.
0: I just, I, I, I don't, and I also think her motivations for wanting magic are different than Rumple's at the end of season one.
1: Intent is meaningless.
0: Intent is meaningless. Okay, I, I do just don't think that wish made sense. He could have wished for anything. He could have wished for the thing that he actually wants, <laughs> which is his son.
1: Mm, okay. Also, without magic, Henry's probably dead. Yeah. Sure. Just, just pointing out.
0: That's definitely
1: not why he wished for it. No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think you view magic as a bad thing all the time. No, I don't. Or the want the um, desire for magic and power as a bad thing.
0: I don't. I don't necessarily think that's true. Um, I, I actually think it's similar to what I was saying about addiction. Like, I think there's plenty of people that can use magic in a way that is helpful and regina is able to get there eventually but right now using magic is not a thing she knows that she can't use it without doing something bad she has to curb her every instinct not to just vaporize someone when they bump into her on the street
1: Mm. maybe she should start vaporizing more people. maybe she
0: should i did think it was interesting when you were talking about how she's finally figuring out like that she has some some blame in this in this situation some blame all the blame you know
1: i wouldn't say she has all the blame i don't think that's fair uh
0: it was interesting when david bursts into the hospital and sees dr whale like in a hospital bed and he's he goes what did you do she's like well why do you always assume it was me i just came here to talk to him and i found him and then i moved him to a hospital bed
1: in fairness if i saw someone with their arm ripped off i would assume regina was the culprit here
0: I mean, one might assume that especially when she says something like I took so many, it was impossible to keep track referring to people's hearts.
1: Though she says it in a way that is almost like a like a dish way. Like she's like, "Oh yeah, I did that in the past, but she's not really like thinking mm-hmm. that that's her. She's just like, "Oh yeah, that's like the monster I used to be." I think she even says like I was a monster or something like that. The other thing that's weird to me about this episode is that, and I know you've said that it's it's difficult to hate your mother which I find fascinating because I feel like hating Cor would be the easiest thing in the world. She talks about how her mother was a monster. Like mm-hmm. they go into the chamber of the hearts and she's like she caused so much pain. This woman literally killed the love of your life in front of you. What more would you possibly need? Like she's a monster, you've acknowledged she's caused pain to you. She's caused you an immense amount of pain. Hate this woman.
0: She also, when she says that, though, in Cora's vault, it's also with that disassociative quality. Sort of like, she's a monster. Look at all of the people she killed. And we know that Regina, in this episode and all the time, is very capable of emoting, like, very well. And there she's just sort of like, yeah, this is a thing my mother does. It's bad.
1: But she looks <laughs> horrified, to be fair. Like, there is a look of, like... This is the woman that I've dealt with my entire
0: life. I don't think anyone looks as horrified in that scene as Jefferson. He sort of walks in and is like, what
1: the fuck? I mean, (laughs) that's how everyone should look if you walk into a room filled filled with beating hearts. Not heart. Hearts. Like, just... (laughs) The walls were lined with beating hearts.
0: Well, when you think about what he knows from this situation, like, he's part of this ruse to trick Regina, and I don't think that he realized how bad the situation was with Korra. Uh... And Dr. Whale, Dr. Frankenstein, responds to that situation very differently, as you might expect a dispassionate research scientist to respond. It's like, all these are hearts, I can just take one for my science? That works?
1: I think Jefferson sees people who've been murdered, and I think Whale sees resources. Yeah. Very, very (laughs) different reactions here. Like, oh, look at all these things I can experiment on. Dude, these are all people who were killed. Well, sure, but look at all these things I can experiment with. Um, another thing. This is the first time, I guess, we really see Regina as Rumple's apprentice. Yes. Like we, I know they allude uh, to it earlier. She made a comment to Belle at one point when they were talking in Skin Deep about master lover, master and lover, and then I was like, were you two master and lover as well? Mm. It made me. It made me think about that comment the way that she's like the naive, doe-eyed schoolgirl. And then, you know, later, obviously, they're more at uh, odds with each other. But the way she made that comment at Belle makes me wonder if she was making that comment because she herself was in that situation before.
0: That's interesting because I've brought up the chemistry between Regina and Rumpel before and you said, I see nothing!
1: I really don't see anything. (laughs) It's the comment that made me pause because Mm. she has never once, other than, and we'll get to that much later, Regina never once makes any sort of, like, pass or reference, or discussion, other really than this, towards Gold or Rumple, Whereas, like, she even tries to seduce Charming when she needs to get mm-hmm. what she wants. But, like, her and Gold just really don't have that kind of relationship. They're more, like, adversarial. Not even friends. Like, they're just adversaries. So... But this was the only time when I was like, that's kind of weird. But that was a different... She was a different person back then. Like yeah. That would have made more sense to maybe that she would have fallen for that than, like, once she's the evil queen she's like, eh. I yeah. everyone.
0: It's, um... You Off mic, we were talking about how young Regina actually looks young. And I think part of it is that they do a good job like with her hairstyle and her clothing to make her look young. But she also acts very differently. Her
1: mannerisms make her look weak mm-hmm. and naive and innocent. and innocent. Yeah, I mean, she looks like someone who could very easily be taken advantage of. Whereas when she shows up in the all black, it's like the um, the episode where she shows up in the town hall starts <laughs> flinging people around you're like confident regina's back like yeah. that's who the evil queen she shows up at the end she's like oh she just grabs the girl and crushes her heart like there's a difference between like all black regina who's like knows exactly who she is and really doesn't give a fuck and then you have the kind of other like naive school girl beaten down by Cora regina which feel like two different people
0: i love how she just crushes that random woman's heart rumple must have found her who knows where And was like do you want to be trained in magic A okay, K. i just
1: So, I've also... Remember, I've said this many times about Rumpel. I don't think he just has one plan. I think Rumpel is always... He's like... Because Regina might not work out. Maybe she truly is a good person and won't be the monster he needs, so he's got to go to the backup plan. And if Regina ends up being the monster, then he has no need for the second apprentice. So, you just kill her and move on. Otherwise, he starts with his next plan.
0: I also think that that woman... Looks a lot like Esmeralda from The Hunchback of Notre Dame, like her outfit and everything. Oh, interesting! Who is not a magical person sure. in that story, but who knows? I mean, yeah. Rumpelstiltskin Stiltskin is the fairy godmother and the crocodile and, and the beast. So, <laughs> <laughs> who knows what they might be? He trying could also here. be the
1: hunchback, I suppose. He,
0: he could be the hunchback, yes.
1: Um, I guess the last thing I want to talk about the scene with Daniel. What are your thoughts on in that? In storybook? In storybook. The ending scene with Daniel in the stables.
0: It, I mean, it. it it's interesting when you think about the parallels to Frankenstein. Yep. Uh, the monster is not actually a monster, but is also not who he was before he was revived. Sure, and I I thought it was interesting that Daniel was completely a monster until Regina said "I love you" and then he woke up. I don't know what that was about. It was
1: true love's voice.
0: voice. <laughs> true love's voice. Yes. Uh, I I I'm not sure what that was meant to mean. I feel like they could have di- he 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 because he, he saw her and had gone to the stables, the last place that they saw each other. But I don't I don't know. That doesn't quite make sense to me. I don't. I don't get it. It would have made more sense if he was having just sort of like back and forth flashes of himself in general. and
1: Living two lives, almost like what Jefferson talks about having like both sets of memories.
0: Or if he had just woken up when he saw her rather than like when she says, I love you. Because apparently monsters can understand words. Uh, But I do, I mean, she very well acted scene. I cried when she cries. It's very painful to watch her have to kill him again
1: he does have a flashback when he sees henry reach towards him he flashes back to cora yes killing him mm-hmm. which was interesting because he had the memory so he wasn't like a complete monster but like he can't distinguish the difference i guess between cora and henry so obviously he's just like reacting on instinct so he's yeah. a bit of a monster would true left kiss have woken him up here
0: i don't think so i could, as rumple says dead is dead I, I think that he is an animated
1: Henry corpse. was dead. I
0: actually list him as Zombie Daniel. Zombie Daniel.
1: <laughs> well, but just because you're dead doesn't mean Trudel's kiss can't wake you up. At the end of the first season, show this.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had just died. Sure. Um, but
1: he's still dead. Like, he was pronounced dead.
0: Yeah, they his heart stopped working. But he also ingested a magical poison that was a sleeping curse. So, like, the sleeping curse makes you appear dead. So he was in a sleeping curse,
1: was he? Because they talk about how magic works differently here. They weren't sure if he was in a sleeping right. curse. right,
0: but I think once magic came back, yeah. he was in a sleeping curse for okay. sure. And well,
1: that's... was magic back at that point? No, magic wasn't back at that point. Rumpel does that afterwards. That's hmm. when he wished for the purple cloud.
0: That's a good point. He wished for the purple
1: cloud. That's, that's the Rumpel. <laughs> Is that it? what he said? I want, I want a, a purple, purple cloud.
0: cloud. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I'm not sure. And we also, that's not that, we see it again later. Yeah. No. Um,
1: the way they But I don't, I
0: don't, I mean, he's, I, I think we're meant to believe he's been dead for a while, and he was reanimated in a scientific way, but is not Daniel. So
1: what's interesting, though, is that, like, he's been dead for a while, but he's actually been preserved. He really only been dead from between the time that Kor killed him and Regina froze him. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the, like, pure length of time has existed. He's actually only been dead for... I don't know, a couple days maybe at most. I don't know how quickly she does it, but probably pretty fast. Yeah. So it was – I didn't love the scene. It's funny. I knew that you were going to cry in that scene. Cause, and I think she actually does a really good yeah. job of emoting her hurt. I just – I don't want to say corny because that's not what I'm really going for here, but, like, it, w- it was flawed. It wasn't the scene that I liked. I didn't love the I woke up, I recognize you, but then apparently that was only, like, a fleeting moment. And then he tries to, like, do this really sappy, like, you've got to let go. And move. I was like – <laughs> are you a monster or are you Daniel? Like which one who the hell are you here?
0: Yeah, that's reasonable.
1: I know what they were going for and it made sense. This was like the closure scene, but I didn't love it. This is my least favorite part of the episode.
0: They they try a little hard with the horror-esque elements in this episode in general. When Regina goes to the hospital and the lights are all like dangling from the ceiling oh, see, I love that. and flashing and yeah. she finds Whale on the floor and his arm is disconnected. Uh it, it felt a lot like the episode about Red Riding Hood.
1: Yeah. It, yeah.
0: They, like, tried to pull in horror elements, but they weren't consistent. Like, I also liked that scene, but they that's kind of the only scene in the whole episode that has those horror-esque elements. There's one more. They didn't pull... When?
1: When she sees the flashes oh, of Daniel in the rain.
0: Sure. But they didn't pull it in when she's talking to him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's one of those scenes. If you were going to do that, you should have done the mm-hmm. over-the-top thunder crackling and scary kind of, like, powers flickering in and out. Like, he mm-hmm. should have been the monster. And maybe he's just acting a fool and she's trying to calm, you know, save the monster within. Uh, I'm good with Regina. I kind of want to move on to Whale unless you have something else you want to talk well, about.
0: We can move on to Whale.
1: So, we find out, as you alluded to earlier, that he is Dr. Frankenstein. Which, at the time when I first watched it, did not expect him to be Dr. Frankenstein at all. Mm-hmm. Love the twist. I think Such a twist. That's... Many times I don't like when they pull other characters in. This is one time they did it great. Him as Victor, Frankenstein is fantastic, fits really well, love the motivation here. It's a good way to tie the Frankenstein's monster with the Once Upon a Time him getting his arm ripped off is br- brutal. Like, we very rarely see dismemberment like that. Like, you get, you, get, I guess you get Hook's hand cut off, but, like, this one felt much more brutal than that one did.
0: There's also quite a lot of blood yeah. multiple times in this episode with his arm, and when he cuts open Daniel's hand. Oh, yeah. It's not just that he cuts it and we see blood, yeah. but then he squeezes it. Yeah. Gross. Also, she pulls up
1: some sheets a couple times, and there are other bodies there. Yeah, it's the morgue. <laughs> Who are these people? Yeah, but the bodies looked... <laughs> Bad.
0: Oh, my assumption was that the monster attacked them.
1: Oh. Yeah, like dark. the dead bodies. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> okay. Uh
0: I love the opening when David punches Whale.
1: That's great. That's it's that's hilarious. one of my favorite moments. <laughs> and like the best part is that you, we need to talk. Charming turns around. What was that for? Or what did he say? Oh, we were cursed.
0: I also he David says you slept with my wife and he goes Catherine and I'm like did you sleep with Catherine and are surprised that David is upset about this or are you confused about who David's wife
1: is well <laughs> in his mind he would logically think that Catherine is his wife he doesn't know Snow and Charming
0: I guess that's true he doesn't yeah,
1: and he's only really ever seen and he's probably like I mean you slept with Snow so why can't I sleep with Catherine
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so, his confusion does make sense here. And also, he had no idea that Charming and Snow were a thing. Yeah. So, now, yeah, it's I, totally funny that he punches him. I probably would have punched Whale, too. Like, no, you slept with my life. I don't give a damn if you were cursed. I'm hitting you in the face. You deserved. Yeah. Um, I love their little scene together. I, I actually really like Whale's interactions with Charming and um, Regina.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's... He he aggressively postures towards her is what I wrote down. Similar to, I want to say it's the first or second episode after the curse is broken. He leads the charge Uh to go get her and he is pissed at her. It reminds me a lot of the way Jefferson feels about her. Like they just cannot stand her.
0: Yeah. Well, especially when you think about Whale. Because Whale doesn't live in the Enchanted Forest. He lives in this other land. And she was so... Oh, Regina definitely figures out this was a ruse. She was so mad that he tricked her, that when she cast a curse, she pulled him from another land. That seems very pointed. Obviously, doing this the dark curse on everyone in the Enchanted Forest is awful. But it it's easy to sort of be like, yeah, it just cast the curse on the whole land and, like, everybody came. But she specifically thought about it. It was like, Dr. Whale is coming and I'm pulling him from his land. You mean Dr. Frankenstein? Dr. Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, so it's funny. I've gone back and forth because I never really thought that Regina took, like, a like a fine-tooth comb to making this curse because she's always been, like, more about emotion, less about, like, the details. But she very clearly said, I pulled over who I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, and same thing with Maleficent. Like, she wanted to punish certain people, and I understand why she wanted to punish uh, Victor because he tricked her. What I didn't know is that she actually knew the ruse was true because mm-hmm. it was never made clear to yeah. my knowledge, but obviously she figured out at some point that she was tricked. Uh-huh. Which is odd that the queen who it lives for revenge, right? Like, she absolutely spends the entire time wanting revenge. Would not enact some deeper revenge on Victor Frankenstein than just, I'm going to bring you over in this curse years later? Like, wouldn't she go after him or his brother or, I don't know, something else. Maybe she just decides she'll get him when she feels like it. Yeah.
0: That is an interesting, because I'm not sure it's a punishment <laughs> for, like, his life. Doctor Frankenstein's life is a punishment.
1: Facts. <laughs> like in many ways, bringing him to Storybrooke was almost a reward. He's got plenty of new targets, mm-hmm. both as Frankenstein and what? Well, I'm sorry. What do they refer to him as? A lech.
0: A lech. Yeah.
1: Such a great word.
0: I, I, I said this at the beginning when I was talking about why I like that they pulled in Doctor Frankenstein, but it. It's not a fairy tale, obviously, but it does have a similar i mean everyone knows the story of Dr. Frankenstein and the monster it's it's got the same quality as a fairy tale and that it's you might not know all the details but that you know the general flow of this story. Uh, and I think it's kind of funny when he says things like "I want," I, he he wants to go back to his brother because it didn't work out the first time, and you're like, "I know what didn't work out the first time." <laughs> I also think the
1: concept works very well because I think everyone can relate to having someone lost that yeah. you desperately want to get back to. Now, mm-hmm. his is a more literal term, but it's it, it it works with what you're going for in Storybrooke.
0: Although that's interesting because that is a spin on the Doctor Frankenstein story. Yeah, he it's not he didn't lose his brother.
1: No, but he was trying to basically be a god in the original ones, right? He was just trying to prove that even death has its limitations. Or
0: many would say the first science fiction novel by a woman is about a man's goal to create life on his own.
1: (laughs) I have many comments that I'll keep to myself. Okay, great. Uh, That's funny, though. I like that he's referred to as a wizard. Yeah, me too. I thought that was a good way to throw me off. Because at first, when you see the co-opening, you're like, black and white. That scene, the only mm-hmm. thing I thought was like Victorian era. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then they say, oh, you're the wizard. And I was like, well, never mind. That's not who I thought it was. And it turns out that's exactly who you thought it was.
0: How long did it take you to figure out that he was Dr. Frankenstein? Because they don't say his name until the until very end Until Rumple says
1: it. I think... When I initially I actually was, don't
0: even Does Rumpel say it? I think
1: Rumpel says it He says always a pleasure Doing business with you Victor
0: Oh oh, Victor sure But they don't say Frankenstein Well
1: if you know the story You know Victor Frankenstein Is his name
0: It's less likely That someone okay. would when, the name I Victor.
1: knew for sure When yeah. he said Victor I was like Oh that's Dr. Frankenstein I think when he said I need to get back To my brother I was thinking I was like oh, That's odd I don't know why mm. And then I was I, I think And then they started Doing the thing Bringing back from the dead And I was like That might be Frankenstein
0: I was suspicious with his costume and in his intro scene when he's sort of drawing the flower. Oh. Uh, he has kind of a steampunk book yeah. about him which is Victorian-esque. Yeah. Uh, And then when he starts, with with the lightning in the tent, I was like, this is Dr. Frankenstein. The
1: lightning in the tent was a dead giveaway, though part of me wondered, because they kind of did the horror elements, I wondered if he was Jack the Ripper.
0: Oh, interesting. That would be really dark for a Disney TV
1: show. It would be, but this was a very bloody episode. There was a decent amount of, like, bodies being dismembered. So, Mm -hmm. like, if he ended up being, or, like, honestly, it wouldn't have shocked me if he were both Dr. Frankenstein. And Jack the Ripper. Yeah, Man. of course.
0: I love how he says it's alive at the very end. I did like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Very much like, okay, you know exactly who this is. Um, one of the things I like, and this is one of those things where I love where Rumple is so far to everyone else. He makes a bet with Victor and says, at one, one point in time, you're going to see it my way. This is presumably hundreds of years ago. Because Regina's young.
0: It's not hundreds of years ago. I don't
1: know how long it takes her it's, to get from point A to point B in the she, agenda. Regina is,
0: has a normal lifespan.
1: So we're talking, let's say, 20 years? Maybe,
0: like, 10, 15, probably. 15
1: years plus the 28 years in Starbucks. Okay, sure. so almost 50 years yeah. where he makes a bet and then remembers his bet immediately when he sees He just well very later. calmly asks for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if he... Ask for it. I think he basically demands it. You say it. Yeah. You want <laughs> say me, it. You want what you want. You give me what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what doesn't he drop the line? There's a big difference between can and will. Yes, which he is does. a great line. It's a
0: great line. I also loved when Rumpel said to Victor in the enchanted forest, whatever it is you're doing, it comes with a price.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> twist on magic always comes with a price because it was like, cool, even if you're not using magic, there will still be a cost here. Yeah, Which I thought was funny because they had deceived Regina and that, oddly enough, comes with a cost for both Jefferson and Victor. Yeah. Not Rumpel so much, but those two paid the price for that.
0: It's also an interesting play on the magic is just science we don't understand yet.
1: Yes, yes it really yeah. is.
0: I also really, really liked when Rumple says, "I've made my monster." Yeah, because uh, I you you, you, know, it's yours. A, you know it's you yes he does yeah. say that you know it's a ruse when they meet up in the woods, but it's it might be like a little unclear what they were trying to accomplish in that situation. And then when he says that, you're like, "Wow, that's dark, dude." <laughs> no,
1: I think it was clear that Rumple was trying to make his monster once Regina showed up and killed the other woman. That was clear to me at that point mm-hmm. that Rumpel had gotten what he wanted. Of what I was still unclear to me is what, whale. Well, why Jefferson helps out was shocking because I don't get what he got out of this.
0: The passport. That's what he wanted. He
1: just wanted the passport. Yeah.
0: Mm. I mean, mm. and money.
1: You want- <laughs> Actually, that's also <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Just go over and take how much gold you deem appropriate. This man is so rich that he doesn't even, he can just walk out with like a, Wheelbarrow full of gold. Well, like, he
0: can make money. He I know, just but
1: just like it. the line is so, you know, like it very much. It plays actually into- is
0: hilarious and a little. It's interesting because part part of the value of gold is that you don't just give it away. Yeah, because. If he just gives Jefferson as much as he wants, he might never come back to help again because he won't need the money. I'm sure Rumple still can come up with another plan, but the easiest plan is to just keep paying him an appropriate amount so that he keeps coming back to get more gold.
1: But I don't think that's why people go to Rumple. People go to Rumple because he's the only person who can do what they need to be done. Mm. It's not the gold may be like a thing because I know like Archie goes to Rumple for gold as well. Like, that's what he's selling his little treasures for. Mm-hmm. But usually when they end up interacting with Rumple, it's that they need something that no one else can really do.
0: Well, it's also possible that Rumple went to Jefferson. He does have something that's true. that nobody else that. has. Yeah.
1: Oh, should... we gotta talk about that.
0: <laughs> Which suddenly has a new rule.
1: I don't know that it's suddenly a new rule, but it's strange to me that they talk about the hat finally and clarify you can only go between the magical realms which is interesting because we've seen the hat can go from the land without magic back in time to the enchanted forest what the hell are the rules of this hat
0: i don't know i was i was thinking it happened twice but it does only happen once because the second time they use the hat in storybrook there is magic in storybrook so it's reasonable that it would work
1: but it's not because it went from a land without magic to a land with magic Oh, because no, magic but no, but if sto-
0: magic is in storybook, That's fair. so it's not a land without magic. Sure. But apparently, storybook has a door in his hat portal now. I don't know. That's weird.
1: No um, one else knows about the doors. I think. Oh no, we've seen the doors, haven't we? Yeah, we've yeah. seen the doors. They I wish they would the tell doors. us all of the doors. That would have been great.
0: Yeah, it would be nice if they tell us all the doors. Um, and yeah, the back in time piece is just I. It, what?
1: <laughs> I'll talk about this in another season. But if time travel was really a thing, these characters have made some of the worst choices I've ever seen in any TV show.
0: Yes. Be- I, I do appreciate that they verbalized that the hat can only transport between magical realms. Because this is the first time that we see Rumple working with Jefferson. And they realized that they couldn't make that occur unless they told us why Rumple didn't just use the hat to get back to his son.
1: But even... So, at this point, I think in the previous episode, we saw Rumple talking to Mr. Smee about needing magic beans. If you have access to a hat that can go to any realm, just go get magic beans. Which can go to a land without Highly
0: magic. logical. Highly logical, Roger.
1: The, this, this is the kind of beginning of where I think the um, House of Cards has started kind of crumbling down in the stories here. It's I'm like, very
0: complicated and they didn't... Yeah, it's too hard for them to keep up.
1: They did too much too soon. Yes. Okay. Um, I also
0: liked um, Jefferson's fake acting. So he's part of this ruse, and when he's trying to convince Regina that she should she should work with this wizard, I just I love his facial expressions and his mannerisms. It, it, it's very good, but he she's also quite she's duped by him.
1: She's very innocent. Yeah. She's very naive. She's actually, I would say, she's taken advantage of. It. By these three men. Yes, absolutely. Um, which is funny because the phrase evil isn't made, or even as evil isn't born, it's made. Uh-huh. This is why evil gets made. I mean, yes. like, things like this create monsters. Now, granted, Rumple was trying to create a monster. Um, Yeah, also the thing that is weird to me is the way that Jefferson has always had such contempt for Regina for screwing him over. And yet he screwed her over. Like, if anything, you guys should at least be equals. Like, I know what you're capable of, but I've also done the same to you. Because in the first season, he is presented as always the victim in their interactions. And as we found out pretty quickly, he wasn't the innocent bystander here. He was absolutely in on this ruse. And this is a screwed up ruse.
0: It is. And it makes it a little more understandable, not defending Regina's actions to curse everyone in the entire realm, but it makes it more understandable why she gave Jefferson a very special punishment in this land.
1: Yeah, I, I, before I used to feel bad for Jefferson. Yes. Now I'm kind of like, I think you probably got what was coming to you.
0: I think the thing that is hard is there's so much time in between what happens in this episode and what happens in the episode in Hat Trick where he gets left in Wonderland by Regina that during that time he had a daughter and clearly stopped doing the work that he was doing like this work. Uh, so we don't ever get to see how he changed as a person, which is what I would assume. Uh, and it is really sad when he's in that room full of hats, trying to make a hat that works to get out of Wonderland to get back to his daughter. It's pretty sad.
1: I Now I come away from this feeling bad for Grace. I don't yeah, really absolutely. feel bad for Jefferson. Yeah. If Grace wasn't in the picture, I'd be like, well, you should get trapped in a room for the next You're just as bad as she is. Like, I don't see as much of a difference, other than the fact that he hasn't really murdered a bunch of people. Um, yeah, he's also an ass. Yeah, <laughs> Which, you know, people are complicated. I have no problem with that. I think that's good characterization. I'm I'm kind of good with Whale for now.
0: I'm good with Whale. I want to talk about Henry and David briefly. Great,
1: that's where I wanted to go next.
0: I love the... Uh, like in the last episode, I'm not sure if it was the last episode, but the last time we saw them together. Um, it's too black. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we, we saw David promise to train Henry as a knight.
1: Sword fighting, I think. In fact. Sword,
0: Yeah, they use wooden yeah. swords. And here he's training him in uh, horsemanship. Mm. Which is kind of adorable. I also love that he's teaching him about the realities of, of yeah. uh, taking care of a horse. It's a lot more than just riding a horse around. You also have to clean up his poop. Which is <laughs> <laughs> which is very David and less royal, which I think is
1: interesting. It's more of a shepherd.
0: Yeah, because uh, a rich person, a rich royal person does not have to muck out their own horses. Still. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't even, did Regina have to muck her own horses? Probably not. The stable boy did. Daniel did it.
1: Yeah. But they weren't royalty prior or were I guess they were he's,
0: Henry was like a son. Uh Henry is like a he's like the son of He's like the seventh son of a seventh son. So he's he's like a bajillionth in line to be the king.
1: But if he is royalty, yes. he's just not gonna yeah. inherit the throne at any point in time. Yeah, so yeah, Henry this is the first time he's probably been exposed to the realities of knighthood mm-hmm. as opposed to the fairy tale exactly. of
0: We also get an interesting tidbit about Henry who talks about how he's not sleeping and he's having bad dreams. Which is something that we'll get to a, a little bit foreshadowing.
1: Later. Mm-hmm. Um one of the things I liked is when he talks to the horse. So Henry's a little impatient. <laughs> Henry's and, very impatient. And he wants to, you know, he's like a 10-year-old 10 10. boy. Well, but he's never really acted like a 10-year-old yeah. in the first season. And this time they kind of remembered that maybe he is still 10. Um, and he talks to the horse and says, Is there anything you want to tell me? And the horse just like, Mm-mm. that Great little, like, comic scene that I, I think that was really good. It was cute. Um, Yeah, yeah, I like Charming being a dad. It, it's actually really, I mean, I know he's a grandfather here, but he's sure. basically being the dad. Yeah. Who, he's the only parent. Those two have good interactions with one another. I also, I think we talked about this earlier about the whole, Charming is really good at deducing when people are not telling him the whole story. Mm-hmm. Very much like how Emma claims to have a superpower. I think Charming really has the superpower. Because yeah. he's like, cool, that may be true. What aren't you telling me? <laughs> it's very much like Rumpel. Yeah, okay, this may be true, but what's the rest of the yeah. story that you haven't told me? And he threatens her, like blatantly, like, I'll just take you to jail. Like, he's never been scared of her, and I don't know why. He's just like, I don't care if you have magic. I will arrest you and put you in jail. Which you'd obviously just break out of him in a second, but I'll do it anyway. Uh-huh. And she, like, buys the threat, though. She's like, okay, well... I'll well, she's her.
0: trying not to use magic.
1: I know. But, and like, you know...
0: I think she's... She also... She needs help in this situation. She, 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 she thinks the man that she loved has been resurrected and ripped someone's arm off.
1: Also charming badass charming shows up if you won't deal with him i will put him down yeah that's an ice cold line
0: it is ice <laughs> to cold. look and
1: then regina basically hysterically like shoves him out of the way which i think he had already taken the safety off the gun by the way yeah. <laughs> not not, <laughs> not good gun safety here because he was about to shoot him dead which yeah i don't know if that would have even worked or not <laughs> it's a good question here's my first question how does charming know how to use a gun
0: that's it's the next. I mean, how does Charming know how to cut off the head of a dragon? But
1: uh, using a sword in those times would be something that maybe you had like seen or used. There are no guns in the Enchanted Forest prior to Emma getting thrown back there. So how the hell does he know how to use a gun in modern day when he's only been awake a month or two?
0: It's an excellent question. Uh, maybe I, I, maybe David Nolan has memories of going to shooting ranges.
1: The shooting range in Cerebrook we've he never huts. seen. <laughs>
0: With with the huntsman? With a pistol. With a
1: pistol. <laughs> I mean, if anyone could hunt with a pistol successfully, it'd be the Avenger charming. He
0: also holds a gun like a person that knows how to use a gun. I know. I mean, he looks
1: <laughs> like someone who's going to breach. Like, it's yeah. strange how well he knows how to use a gun mm-hmm. for a man who grew up on horseback.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good at it.
1: Uh, yeah, other than that, I'm kind of good with charming.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have anything else except for enchanted forest of the present same okay we don't get very much of that here um we meet sorry we don't meet hook for the first time snow and emma meet hook for the first time uh suddenly emma's superpower is working again
1: yeah, that power is about as inconsistent as Regina's magic was a yeah. couple episodes ago. Sometimes she's really great at deducing. Other times Sidney Glass tricks her. Yeah, it's weird. Although
0: she does, before she even talks to him, she seems suspicious about his his she, she she based on her understanding of Cora, that Cora would just kill everyone, she seems very suspicious about the situation.
1: Well, why aren't all of them suspicious? It's not like when someone is just going around and like stabbing people with a knife, Cora can hear your heart. Laying down as a ruse isn't going to stop your heart from beating, so she would know that she could still rip it out.
0: Well, and Snow quickly realizes that their hearts were ripped out, and that it was Cora, and not just an ogre attack. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But for yeah, for some reason, doesn't have have that thought. But
1: I mean, maybe Snow just likes to see the best in people. But like, you knew this was Cora immediately, yeah. and yet you somehow bought that. Like now, maybe she doesn't fully trust him, but it's like I don't know. That was obvious. That was a lie. Yeah. Also, he doesn't look. As disheveled as the rest of them do. He looks like he hasn't even been there.
0: I also love that he doesn't take off any of his pirate rings. So he's wearing... I mean, I guess he's a blacksmith, so it's reasonable that he might have some rings. And
1: they've seen him before. He has shown up.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mulan and Aurora know him. Uh,
1: Two good judges of character.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, Mulan's... I wouldn't necessarily say a bad judge of character. Correct. Yeah.
1: But I wouldn't call her a good judge either. She does believe for a long time that Snow and um, Emma are the thing that killed.
0: That's true. She does. What's his name? Philip. She does. Uh, We also encounter a beanstalk for the first time. We
1: do, which means we will see magic beans at some point, I'm assuming.
0: Yes. There'd be
1: no reason. More
0: beans. More
1: beans. Beans that have been eradicated from the realm.
0: There's no more.
1: Except all of the places the we Blue were going Fairy into The Blue Fairy
0: and Rumpelstiltskin cannot get their hands on any more beans. They don't exist.
1: The Blue Fairy is the true villain. This year. <laughs> um, but they, they... Here's what I was curious about. Were there really ogres out there?
0: Yeah. There so were they were, were willing
1: ogres. to draw ogres to their position and simply just leave him to die?
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty shocked by that. Very fitting. Definitely feels like something Aurora would be fine with. Sure. Also, something Mulan would be fine with. Absolutely. Uh... Not something that Snow would be fine with. Not a chance in hell. Emma, I could go either way. Early, early Emma might, might feel like that's okay. I don't
1: believe that I don't don't think
0: Emma, I think Emma knew that he was going to talk.
1: The way they made this scene look like, this didn't look like a bluff.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, they walk, they start to walk away.
1: Yeah. And because Snow looks worried that she's going to leave him to die.
0: Although that is very, um.
1: That's what a, that's what a
0: pirate would do. A pirate, a pirate goes which way the wind is blowing. Yep. Uh. But I guess they didn't know that he was a pirate. They knew he was lying, but they didn't know that he was Captain Hook until after.
1: They also, I love the disgust on when she says, like, Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> like, just...
0: We get some really good interactions about who we know as Captain Hook and this, like, beautiful bearded man that we're seeing here in later seasons. <laughs> I really like it. What's a perm? <laughs> what is a perm indeed? <laughs>
1: I will say this many times throughout this podcast. I think those two have negative chemistry.
0: Negative chemistry. I think they have excellent chemistry. So you
1: know how, like, um, when Charming and Snow look at each other, it's yes. like a Disney kingdom. When Emma and Hook interact, it's like whatever the opposite of that would be for me. It's like you just taken, like, a wet blanket and thrown it all over the fireworks. And I'm just like, why are these two people talking?
0: Huh.
1: I... Just That's
0: fascinating I'm chemistry. very curious to hear What our listeners think about that We have an email now, you can email us
1: Yes, what is the email?
0: I think it's twice upon a time At gmail.com
1: I promise you There's going to be a demographic that absolutely Disagrees with that because Hook is pretty What did you say he was?
0: Pretty and handsome and bearded Yeah, handsome yeah. and bearded Yeah Okay, our email listeners is twice upon a time pod at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, that uh, there's going to be in the, he has great chemistry because he's pretty. Uh,
0: I don't I don't think that their, their chemistry is super evident in this episode. I think it's very evident in the next episode. Mm. So looking forward to that.
1: Especially compared to like when you, we watch snowfalls instantaneous chemistry of
0: course instantaneous chemistry
1: even bell and skin deep and rumple yeah instantaneous instantly yeah like you could see that like oh that makes sense i don't
0: think that i think the point was that there wasn't instantaneous chemistry here sure their relationship grows over time
1: i'm not just talking about the characters
0: i see i see i see
1: yeah
0: anything else you want to talk about
1: um we see it i like the beanstalk i will ask this question in the next episode but there are two people who logically should go up that beanstalk. And then there are the two people who do go up that beanstalk. And I would never understand the choice they make there. Elaborate. Who climbs the beanstalk in the next episode?
0: Snow and Hook.
1: I thought, okay. Or no, so sorry, not Snow. Emma and Hook. How the hell does that make sense? Mulan is the best fighter. And Snow White is the second best fighter and from this land. If there are two people I need to pull off a heist from a giant, I want the best fighter and Snow White. Not the pirate, who I don't trust, and the person who literally has no experience in this land.
0: Yeah, they have an argument about it, which we can talk about in the next episode, but I, Hook Hook needed to go because he didn't tell them. He needed to lead them to it. He presumably knew where it was. We the reason they chose was.
1: those two was the plot of, like, getting their chemistry to be built up and mm. seeing that they have a thing, but it really made no damn sense at all. <laughs> I detest their relationship.
0: Oh my gosh. I do. Anything else? I'm good. All right. What was your favorite moment? I have two.
1: Uh, well, I have a lot, but I'm going to pick one. Oh, a lot. A lot of lines, I have to say, are my moments in here. I know that many people accuse me of my prices being an arm and a leg, but the- <laughs>
0: that's also mine.
1: <laughs> I laughed loudly. It's So
0: funny because it's
1: hilarious. Like it's just and he says it so deadpan, and it's and you just see well, like fuck you, dude. Like it's great. It's, it's great. I also love. He's
0: literally looking (laughs) at an arm, a severed arm, and very calmly responds with a joke. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Not only a joke. A perfectly executed and topical joke. Like, yes. like, did he have this in the chamber just waiting for this moment? Like, it was beautiful. I loved it. It was hilarious to me.
0: Yeah, it's great. That was the first one I wrote down. I also just really liked the punch. I thought it was great.
1: I The punch was my other favorite moment. That was one of my two. I knew you were going to pick that one, though.
0: I also feel like it's very fitting for David. He, he just needs to get a punch out, and then he's cool. <laughs> like, he's like, I need to punch you in the face, and now we can have a conversation. I'm good.
1: So would you say that punch was David getting revenge for whale sleeping with his wife?
0: I think that the level of revenge is is important.
1: I know, but you've always said you don't see the value in it. I promise well, you. Well,
0: I would never punch someone in the face, even if they did that to me.
1: What? <laughs> in that scenario where another woman has slept with your husband, you wouldn't want to punch her in the face? No. Did the queen rip out your heart by chance?
0: It just doesn't... I wouldn't get anything out of it. But punching someone in the face is a lot different I
1: than killing them. I'm not saying that they're all... I'm not <laughs> saying that, like, enacting an evil curse is similar to punching someone in the face. I'm just saying the concept at least should resonate with you.
0: It yeah. does it, does it? No, it doesn't.
1: You're dead inside
0: uh i just realized that i forgot to write down a most ridiculous moment so i'm gonna quickly think of one while you go first cool
1: um my most ridiculous moment is the entire regina and zombie daniel scene Mm -hmm. I, i know what they were going for there and i really do get it it just it was like we're gonna have daniel try to kill henry which as the viewer now i look at you as a monster. And then instead of Regina poofing there to save her son, know, which she so knows is... The, like, I understand trying not to use magic for bad things. Sure. I feel like there's a fair argument that Henry, I used magic to get here fast before he killed you. Yeah. Is a very, reasonable, very reasonable and logical point. Very reasonable. Then, after that scene happens, he locks him in the stable, which I guess makes sense. But then his plan is to shoot him dead. Yep. And he's then he dead. won't even let Regina he's try. He's already dead. Like, why won't you let... It? Like, you said many times that Re- if Regina probably deserves to die. This has been charming feelings that he's articulated. If the zombie kills Regina, who gives a shit? He... Henry. That's that's on Regina. She, she wants to go talk to cares the damn zombie. about Henry. I get that he cares about Henry, but, like, you got to protect the world from the zombie here. Like, if Regina's adamant about t- talking to a zombie, leave her to her fate here. And she's also got magic. He really shouldn't be able to kill her. Yeah, the whole scene was just bleh. Uh,
0: This isn't really a moment But it's just Inconsistencies with this fucking hat (laughs) I just Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're like oh wouldn't it be cool If Steelskin and Jefferson Get together and like trick Regina Oh no how would Like Rumpel would just be using this hat Why didn't we think of that Oh it's okay hats only work between Lands with magic got it. We fixed it.
1: You know the other inconsistency on this one that I meant to talk about about Regina I didn't really remember to say? At the end of the stable boy we kind of hear the Evil Queen's music and we see like her face turn, right? Like Uh at that point she's the monster. But then apparently this has happened after that and she's not the monster again? This isn't actually
0: the first time that we see that happen. That was like the spark of evil in her. Sure. But she... I, like there's that episode where she, we see like baby like child snow getting choked by a necklace and it's actually just in regina's mind
1: oh the episode where she pushes core through the
0: yeah so yeah. i think that i think that it's meant to be regina that that moment that occurrence with snow sort of sparked these ideas in her but she wasn't yet willing to act on them Hmm. and this is what got her to act on it
1: I see. Because
0: she wanted, she wanted the a, a more logical thing than revenge, <laughs> bringing someone back from the dead, which is not possible. But that's what she wanted. Is
1: that more logical than revenge? Here, <laughs> I feel like actually revenge is more logical than trying to literally do something that even magic can accomplish. She didn't know
0: that Rumpelstiltskin's the most powerful man in the world. She thought he could do it. I don't know why she didn't just ask him that from the beginning. <laughs> but you know. Oh, she also wanted to get away from her mother. That was, that was a big thing for her. Yeah, Because she was
1: trapped in the castle. You know what? She also doesn't ask. Can I travel back in time? Yeah, she doesn't ask that. Very. I mean, she's young, so I get it. But like, it is strange that
0: it is strange. I guess
1: though, you could argue that you would know that because if Rumpel could travel back in time, he would undo his only mistake. So, yes, obviously, true. he doesn't have that power yet.
0: Who's your loser?
1: I feel like this has to be Regina, yeah, that's and what I, I have feel too. bad about making her the loser on this one, but. She had to kill her true love, which is tough.
0: Yeah, again. She, again. Well, <laughs> well, she had to watch him die again.
1: Yeah, but this time she was the catalyst. Yeah, which is much more painful. Um, and then also got massively duped by yeah. the three. So Same.
0: I completely agree.
1: Big, big loss here. Big loss. Who's your my runner-up loser? Was whale.
0: Yeah, I almost put Whale, uh, especially when you think about what's going to happen. Yes, but it doesn't
1: happen in this episode, yeah. which is why I didn't put him in mm-hmm. there.
0: Because he got what he wanted in this episode. I'm going
1: to let you go first with your winner. Mine
0: is Rumple.
1: That's who my winner is, too. Uh,
0: I almost actually tried to over credit him in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is just. I was. i Okay, I've watched this show like eight times. <laughs> and maybe I'm right. Maybe we'll discover this later. I was certain that Archie in this, in the scenes with Regina was actually Rumpelstiltskin in disguise. It's not, but I I thought that he was also working things on the storybook side to make this occur for some reason. And I like couldn't remember why I even got so far as like Dr. Hopper's hair looks too dark in this scene. And then it looks more red when he's in the other scene, but it's not, it's actually Archie. Um, But Rumpelstiltskin completely facilitates what's happening in the enchanted forest.
1: He doesn't gain anything in storybook, that's why I didn't...
0: Oh, that's not true. He gets the pleasure of hearing that magic is better
1: than science. He does, (laughs) but he's not... He doesn't get anything by manipulating Regina. No. Like, yes, he he wins the victory with Whale, but that's more of, like, a taunt than it is him actually, like... It doesn't help him move his plot along, which is why I don't think he would scheme that hard. He just, he knows eventually it's gonna happen. Now, the look on his face when Whale walks in is like gotcha <laughs> there's a there's a that itself is like a oh you need something for me go ahead. and all the, he doesn't ask for anything other than satisfaction that's how you know that he didn't really need anything from he's like tell me i was right i also just
0: want to talk about the image of dr whale with one arm
1: carrying his own arm in a cooler. Also, he's walking in a part of town that I didn't recognize. It looked like there was like a junkyard off to the side. Like it was very um, not horror, but like a um, dystopian. Like the oh, way I didn't it, yeah. It. If you look at that, it looks like there's like just like scraps on the side, and it's kind of got that like fuzzy background. He almost looked like he was in the Mad Max world, like with his arm in a cooler, like trying to get to salvation. Like the man looks like he's had a rough moment, and then he just walks into a pawn shop casually. Rough moment. Yeah.
0: What are you looking forward to next week?
1: Um, so I thought the next episode was all about the beanstalk, since that is the last.
0: I think this episode is about the beanstalk.
1: What's the next title? Tallahassee. It is not about the beanstalk, I don't think.
0: That's, well, that's what the fla- the flashback is about Tallahassee, but oh. I think the present is, is about, about the, the beanstalk.
1: Okay, maybe it is, because I thought Jack was in the episode with the beanstalk.
0: That's a different episode. I think that's later in the season.
1: Mm. So Tallahassee, it'll be interesting to see Emma's past, because they talk about, I think the preview says her con, she's a con artist or something like that, so... It'd be interesting to see what she was like before she moved to Storybrooke Mm -hmm. and before we see her in Boston. I am very curious to see who's going to be at the top of the Beanstalk. Um, I'd say I was curious about who's climbing up there, but I know the answer, unfortunately, and that's ridiculous. Um, Did we get Cora in this
0: episode? No, Cora. Yeah,
1: so I'm very curious to see what she is doing, how she's going to open said portal. Um, Yeah, one thing that I've been waiting for is that I know we're only in episode five, but... If you go back to, like, season one, I knew who the villain was in season. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I've, I've seen Regina battle with people in the first season. And, like, we haven't had that yet. Like, there's no conflict. There's no. I mean, like, there's implied conflict, but there are no real clashes. You know, like, going back a season, you had the tree getting cut down. And you mm-hmm. had them trading these verbal barbs. You kind of just had that conflict that was going on now. she's kind of like, George, where the hell's George been? We saw him kind of creepily watching Henry and David and then have not seen him. So it's like, I just kind of want something to happen.
0: Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Um, I thought it was interesting. Obviously, we know that there's all those doors in Jefferson's hat, but we learned about a new land in this episode. So it makes me want to see even more lands. I'm interested to see what happens with Dr. Frankenstein when he goes back. I mean, we sort of know what happens, but.
1: But I want to see it.
0: How they interpret it.
1: How they interpret it, how it plays out to conclusion for sure.
0: Um, also something very exciting. We're going to find out who Cold Open Man is in the next episode. And we
1: saw him literally at the beginning of the season. That's right. And we now finally see him in episode six. Yep. This very much feels (laughs) like a spot of gardening.
0: (laughs) It is indeed a spot of gardening. Very
1: similar to the, like, you're going to figure out this later. Which I kind of appreciate, but I'm also a little bit annoyed about.
0: Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch season two, episode six, Tallahassee.
1: And we will see you next time.